Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! <laughs> Reddit, Dit to Do, and welcome into More Important Issues. It is Wednesday, March 3rd. I am mind blown as I was like typing in the information for this episode that it is already March. That is just an incredible fact to me um, that we have. Uh, it's felt like. I know everybody's going to make the jokes. Like, I remember last year, this time last year, this was happening, this was happening, games were getting canceled, SEC, because we're like 10 days away from that anniversary date where, for lack of a better word or phrase, shit hit the fan. Um, like, a lot of just weird stuff was going on. Um, so it's weird to think, like, we're pretty much back to that anniversary date. It feels like we've made it a year. Like, yeah, to me, this is the one-year mark. Like, March Madness, like, never left. It just <laughs> continued on to this March. Exactly, exactly. So it's super weird to me that we've hit this date, um, but we made it through, I guess, uh, if you're if you're of that, you know, thinking like I am. Um, I want to start the episode by shouting out to Five Star Preps for the uh, the fresh merch. Um, good little uh, hat here. I'm a big white hat guy, uh, so glad to get a nice looking white hat. Rep Five Star Preps. Oh, like, a, like an official? Yeah, big white, big fan of the white hats. Um, love the, <laughs> uh, I, what's your favorite football call? I think everybody's favorite, like just call in general, has got to be the charge. Uh, what's your favorite football one? See, I like the blog better. Oh, uh, you like the, but, but you only like the energetic, like because a charge doesn't have to be energetic. You can just boop. The block's got to be yeah. like, full hump, like yeah, really full full hip. Yeah, yeah you you got to work out some hips <laughs> to be able to to really call the the block. Exactly. Um. Favorite football call? That's a good question. I, think, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's easy if we want to go specific. Specific, it's got to be, uh, you know, personal foul. He was giving him the business, right? Like, that's got to be the best one. If if I didn't hate the rule of targeting so much, like, just – Yeah, that one's like good. That. That, you're right. <laughs> you're right about that one. Um, yeah. I, I don't really know a good football call. I Oh. I like the fancy, like, uh, the running into the kicker one where they just kind of put their hands on their waist and, like, kicking motion. It looks like they're like singing, like a I'm a little teapot or something. Um, so that one's good. Uh, but yeah, I don't. You're right. There's not a great call in football. Yeah, I mean it's good touchdown. We need to. Ooh, I know. You know? Do you remember? Like I don't know. So you watch a bunch of old highlights. We both do. I think obsessed with like. I mean, because that's all you have of Tennessee. The old <laughs> highlights of the refs that wear like the white pants um, that look like baseball pants. Those highlights when they used to call a touchdown, they used to go with the widest stance possible. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think so. You just need to go watch like an old video. They're so I know, like, I know the pants you're talking about. Yeah, go watch those. It's like they like had to go wide stance, big touchdown. It's it uh, I okay. promise. Everybody was wide. If you watch nowadays, everybody's really straight up, you know. Mm-hmm. Had to go feet, all for it. Yeah. Feet shoulder width apart. Before then, they were like athletic position. Like real wide. 
Yeah, I they practiced it a lot. <laughs> yes, it was a, <laughs> it was a practice and learn technique. Um, yeah, that's got to be the number one call for for football. There is the touchdown, or if you're a field goal kicker, it's good. Um, I mean, just depending on what side of the aisle you're on there. But yeah, you know, guys, we're talking about the football staff. It has um, been put together. The newest. It's good. Is that the, yeah? Is that the new? <laughs> is it the newest edition? Linebacker. Special teams. Special teams. Um, yeah. Okay, so I might have missed someone in there, but there is some um, electricity. Uh, electricity, like, wouldn't you say, like, if electricity was out of control, it's bad. But if it's if it's harnessed, it's good, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. there is some absolutely electricity added to the staff. Um, we'll see if it can be harnessed or not. I, after the Will Compton interview with Trey Wallace, I, I don't know if it can be harnessed. Yeah, but you kind of like a special teams coordinator. Like you just need somebody like that. Somebody just a little to, crazy. Yeah. Like, a, a I mean, point. Brent Vittables, like he's, he's a little crazy. Like, yeah, a, I don't think he's ever had fun in his life. <laughs> um, but yeah, this guy just seems like. 100 miles an hour all the time and and maybe that's something this team needs just some some energy some emotion somebody that that's going to come and maybe you got to worry about him tearing his acl when he jumps high on top of players and stuff like that right i would definitely say um i'd say this team's lacked some energy from the uh the coaching staff uh the last year this last year and i don't know if that was just uh I don't know. I don't know what it was. I mean, like, what happened to the Jeremy Pruitt that was shoving players running out of the tee? What happened to that guy? Beats a lot of me. I have no clue. Like that, that's what we need, man. But yeah, I, I agree. It, it, there's there's no such thing as too much energy. There's no such thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no such thing. But we will talk about uh, Josh Heupel putting the, uh, the the crossing the T's, dotting the I's on the coaching staff. Um, Talk about the things, uh, uphill battle for him. I mean, after this week, um, two of your, your top quarterback, um, two of your top quarterback uh, targets. I mean, it's hard to really call him a recruit. You didn't have much of a chance. Uh, committed to, I mean, call Missouri's probably, rival is probably a stretch, but they're, they're, they're in the Eastern Division with you. So, mm-hmm. two rivals. Yeah. Um, so, that, that's tough. Uh, we'll also preview the Florida game. That's this Sunday. Uh, Tennessee making up a game from 1st of February. I can't remember the exact date. Taking on Florida there. Um, they'll host Florida. And uh, some of the postseason expectations for this team. So, after Florida, obviously you roll into the SEC tournament in Nashville. Um, talk about some of the expectations for them going forward. Uh, I think for them, speaking of uphill battle, I, I just – I think it's is – it, is it confidence? Like, you know, I think that's the thought it's been with, like, John Fulkerson, is it with this whole team? Is it is it confidence? I think it's I think it's just lack of leadership, or lack of an maybe not leadership because I don't want to like. I'm not trying to say that Fulkerson and Pons aren't leaders because I think they are, but just a lack of maybe accountability. Maybe they don't. I don't think there's somebody on that team to hold that holds people accountable. Lack I think Bonds kind of said that in the in the press conference today. L- lack of a dominant leader. Um, yeah, Pete Pons yeah. and Fulkerson. I mean, I, I'm sure they're like great examples, but like you've mentioned, the, the accountability factor, the, the guys that um, you know, if you're not doing it right, they're going to get you right. The Al Wilsons, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's no one like that on this team. Uh, I, I mean, people, you know, coaches especially talk about it. Um, it it's talked about fairly often. Um, a player's led team or a coach's led team can be good, but the only teams that can be great are the player led teams. Um, so it's going to take a player stepping up and taking control of this, this, uh, this team in the season to, to make anything special uh, in the postseason. Um, and I mean, yeah, this year is going to, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, then we're talking about the baseballs who are currently, um, they may have wrapped it up now. I don't, I doubt it. Uh, it's, I'm, it's in the seventh or up five to three, just yeah. stranded the bases loaded. So we'll talk about their trip to Clarksville, uh, originally slated to, was it West Western? No, who was it? D- Dayton. 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 That's right. Dayton. Originally slated to play Dayton, um, at home and they decided to head out. Why not make uh, COVID a little more interesting, make head out on the road to Clarksville this, uh, tonight. And they're taking on uh, Austin P got up to a three uh, Oh lead in the third, uh, Tennessee's now now ahead five to three. By the time we get to that, I, I think it may be wrapped up or at least really close. Hopefully, we know the outcome. If you got questions, drop them in the chat. I'll be following along on Twitter. I'll see if I can get YouTube pu- pulled up tonight. Uh, of course, we'll get to our stupidities and epidemic. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, go check out our sponsors: Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Um, also, go check out Volunteer Roadshow. They do a great job of letting us use this platform to. Uh, Talk about Tennessee sports, the good and the bad. Um, so let's get started. Let's let's start with uh, the energy, energy guy. I don't like what do you call? Like he looks like a when he painted his whole face and everything like that while he was at Kansas State. He looked like a Viking. Yeah, uh, that was the um, the classic. I uh, first my first I was open to that uh, when I watched two days. Um, I don't remember the guy. I was an alignment, I think at Hoover who used to do that. Go okay. Full face yeah. paint. So like 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 a Viking or like a um, I don't know if you've seen the 100, but like a grounder. They have like their face painted and everything like that. It just looks like a warrior of some some <laughs> type. So him him to be a special teams coordinator, I think that's kind of wild, but also like I dig it. Yeah, um, you mentioned it being wild. Um, like, why do you think? I don't know. Is it? I mean, being a special teams coordinator is usually like one of the first things you do. Like, why now a special teams coordinator? Because he's been around the game for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to help with linebackers a little bit too because he's done that in his um, career. He's a uh, coach in Nebraska, Indiana. Um, coached with uh, Josh Heupel at Oklahoma, he's at Georgia, North Texas, UNC, Kansas State, and recently he's a special teams coordinator at uh, North Texas. Been a defensive coordinator, been a code defensive coordinator, linebackers coach, inside linebackers coach, um, and, and you know done a great job with special teams. I think he's recruited some some four star guys at different schools. I don't think he's here to really recruit. I mean, I, I think he will have some recruiting mm-hmm. duties, but I don't think like Rodney Gardner. You brought him in because of his reputation as a recruiter. Um, you. Th- I think you brought this guy in because of his energy and, and, and because Heupel is familiar with him. We're talking about a guy who apparently got Will Compton's name tattooed on him. So. Yeah, he told Will Compton pretty, that he would jump off a bridge if he didn't land. No, I him. think I, I'll have to go back and listen. I think he told his family that he would jump off a bridge if he didn't get Will Compton. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, like, he was like, hey, kids. I hope you had a good day at school. There's a linebacker I want if I don't get him. 
Dunzo. That doesn't sound like, I don't know, maybe it is a special teams guy move. Like, those guys are weird. Special teams guys are weird. Yeah. So, I don't, maybe it is. But, I mean, yeah, so, uh, I don't know if we mentioned his name, though, but Tennessee hired Mike Eckler, uh, most recently at North Texas, um, for their special teams coach. You mentioned he may be helping out with linebackers as well. Um, I, I mean, yeah, you you added a guy, your special teams coach, that has a ton of experience. I don't know how that's a negative. And a ton of energy. I mean, Worst case scenario, you you get a uh, Trooper Taylor esque guy that uh, at least brings some energy on game day that seemed to be lacking this past season. And I know it's e- like if they're winning, we're probably not saying that, even if there wasn't uh-huh. energy. But it's not it's not good to lose and not have energy either. Like that, that just it shows more when you're losing and you don't have energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you're always gonna have those strength guys that are gonna have a ton of energy each and every day. But, but it's it's good to have somebody on staff that brings that same kind of energy. Um, you see, like, if you Google his name, there's, like, the first picture is him with his face painted or him jumping up in the air, like, jumping on yeah. players and, and smacking them on the helmet and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's good to have a guy that, uh, that can do that, a guy that has a ton of um, Power 5 experience, coach at the Power 5 level, um, been at a lot of programs, coach under guys like Bo Pelini, Lane Kiffin, Mark Rick. Uh, Bill Snyder at Kansas – they played for Bill Snyder at Kansas State. Um, so, guys like that, I, I think he is a solid hire. Um, I don't know a ton about him, but I like the energy. <laughs> I that, mean, that's pretty much all I know, and I like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's what sold me. Right. It's like when I Googled his name and the first picture it pops up is this big dude with, like, the massive shoulder pads in, I guess, the 90s. Um, and then his face is all painted. I'm like, oh, man. This guy, this guy's crazy. And when it comes to football, I like crazy. I like crazy. And apparently he was a great special teams player also, which I mean, kind of makes sense, but yeah, I mean, he, he understands it's a huge part of the game and Tennessee has kind of struggled, uh, especially last year with special teams. Um, kickoffs were just terrible at returning kicks. So, you know, yeah, hopefully he can fix that a little bit and, um, you know, bring some, some fires and passion to this. Uh, this also, he punched Jeremy Pruitt in the face. So I mean, so you got to be on board with that. True, like that. I'm glad you mentioned that. I would have forgotten. I think uh, maybe, maybe um, later on. Is that story true? A lot of people have said that's true. Um, meaning, to... like people on like message boards and stuff. But right. still, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. There's got to be some truth to it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, maybe it was an altercation, but I'm gonna say he he punched Jeremy Pruitt and knocked him out. That's <laughs> like telephone. Well, the more I hear, the more I'm gonna turn it into into making it better for um for Mike Eckler. <laughs> yeah, um, I it's it, it was funny to to hear that. Uh, I mean, you'd initially heard that rumor when Jeremy. I don't remember if it was when Jeremy Pruitt was in first hired or when um. Was it Aaron Murray that said stuff at SEC Media Day about how toxic Jeremy Pruitt was and about and he kind of alluded to that and then it started coming out? Was that when mm-hmm. we first heard it? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I've definitely heard that. Uh, wasn't 100% sure if it was true or not. Um, I know Aaron Murray caught some some flack for it. but uh, Oh, yeah, I gave him flack for it, but sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll I'll take one there. I'll, I'll say I was wrong. Because... I'm fighting with the guys in orange, okay? Yeah. Loyal till I die. I I, yeah, I'm going to twist it until it benefits Tennessee. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, if you had won Jeremy Pruitt, I'd continue saying you didn't get punched in the face. So, but wrong side. Oh yeah, he got <laughs> like fell on a helmet, black eye, oh, gosh. bad. Like uh, Spencer, what's the Oklahoma guy? Jones, Spencer. Jones. Oh, yeah, that. I just love like how the doctor was quoted in the newspaper. Like, I don't know if that's legal of just being like, yeah, just got done with like a four hour surgery and um, he's lucky he didn't lose his eye. I'm like, that seems like some HIPAA violations. I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know if you can say that, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Spen- yeah. Um, yeah. We'll go with like a Spencer Jones type in uh, injury. I like injury. that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, added to staff. Any, who, anyone else that you want to talk about? Um, so AJ artist is, uh, is gone. Um, you you kind of hate to see that because I think the players really liked him, but once Josh Heupel kind of brought his own guy in there, you just thought it was probably going to happen. You know, AJ Artis and him, you know, they haven't worked together before, so I, I think that was probably a difficult situation for, for both parties. So um, him just kind of moving on to, to South Florida. It goes with the former Clemson assistant, Jeff Scott, so – it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I mean, I, it was kind of expected. I think it was just yeah. like, wait, like, just uh, not if, but when um, kind of mm-hmm. deal. Just because, like you mentioned, Heupel did bring uh, his own guys. So, uh, like you mentioned, I mean, he seems to have done a really, really great job. You mentioned the players liking him, so you don't want to see him go. Um, but it's not exactly shocking. Yeah, and it it happens pretty much every time there's a coaching change. Uh, you you don't really, especially like this time around like yeah you'd probably love to see guys like jay graham not now but <laughs> but before guys like that kind of stay around um but it, it just doesn't happen very often right and uh you know he bounces out it is what it is it is what it is yeah i mean like you said it's not not the I mean, I would, me I would like to see – Like, it doesn't – so, like, yeah. it's not a big deal to me. I would like to see let us have the same strength and conditioning coach for years and years and years because I think that helps the program yeah, no, a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, but Tennessee just isn't able to do that because you're constantly having to change coaches, so. Right. I do think it's hilarious, and, I mean, I think Nick Saban knew it too. I mean, Scott Cochran was paid handsomely for his job at Alabama – um, but the year after Scott Cochran leaves, like that dude, that train just doesn't stop rolling. And they win mm-hmm. a national, which I mean, the key places were already pretty much put in place. But uh, I mean, it was just interesting. You know, it's it's funny to it's funny to see that happen. You're kind of like, oh, maybe that could uh, hurt Alabama. Doesn't do a thing to them. Doesn't bother them one bit. Nope. So, but yeah, nope. you're right. Having a having a consistent strength and conditioning program coach, uh, coordinator, whatever you want to call them. Um, is a is a big deal. Um, it's a very big deal. So that's all I got. Um, I I think this staff as a whole, because um, I know we kind of did the grades on it a little bit. I think the staff in the whole is, is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. You know, I think on offense you got some continuity guys that have coached together. Um, you know, performed at a high level together. Defense is, is kind of where I'm. Yeah, you got some good guys like Rodney Garner. I think uh, Brian Jean Mary is is a good pickup as well. Uh, Tim Banks is a guy that's highly regarded, but um, they just haven't worked together. So I don't know how that's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, you have so much hole, so many holes on that uh, defensive side of the ball, um, and it, it struggled last year as well. And, and you lose some of those best players, some of your best players over there. Um, so I, I just think it's going to be difficult for uh, that defense to really come together, especially if you're not able to have like a normal off season. And hopefully, yeah. it, it's becoming more normal. Um, but I mean, I think last year we could have really used a normal offseason. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and yeah, because there were quite a, you know, I was about to say with with change, you definitely want um, you want to see some semblance of normal. Um, which I mean, I don't know, you know, you have a lot of guys here that have never been through a normal offseason in terms of like freshmen. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to get back to some semblance, and uh, especially with the new staff, uh, a, a staff that the players don't know, um, and players that the staff doesn't know. Uh, so you definitely want to see it get back to normal. Looks like things are uh, trending that way. Whether gets there by spring ball or not, to be determined. Now, Texas is doing it. Texas is all in. Um, <laughs> all in. Everything's bigger in Texas, even the COVID numbers. Um, that's not meant to be like political or anything, guys. I just thought that was a good <laughs> joke. Um, feel like I needed to throw that disclaimer in there. I don't even know what their COVID numbers are. Um, it just. It, I'm sorry. I apologize. Mississippi's doing it too. Sue me. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, things seem to be trending in the right direction in terms of like getting back to, um, stadiums and, uh, concerts. And I mean, I, again, I don't mean this politically. Like I'm just excited. Like I I hope I don't, I don't want anybody to be in, in danger. Like I, nothing like that. But I mean, like I obviously, you know, you haven't heard anything bad about the vaccine yet. And, uh, at least I haven't. Am I not maybe watching the news enough? Um, I, mean, I never watch the news, so <laughs> I mean, your I don't your want, opinion's better sh- than mine. I shouldn't say I watch the news. That's a bad one. But like, read, you know, keep up. Um, yeah, I can't remember the last time I've watched the news. You, you scroll Twitter, right? That's what I like watching. <laughs> exactly. The news. Um, I, I, I scroll Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Actually, TikTok. Uh, we remember we learned about weather on TikTok and. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it seems like we there's a chance. Uh, I think a lot of people are. Um, I think it's more like concerts that are nervous rather than sports about like going, being the first to do a full like a full venue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it looks like sports. Like I mean, it's I think it's possible the spring game doesn't have many because rest- you know you're not going to get more than forty thousand, fifty thousand to the spring game anyways. So right. I think, you know, I think there's a chance that you're looking at no restrictions. Now they may put them in place like, you know, 50% capacity just to say they did, but you weren't going to get over 50% capacity anyways. So correct. I think as far as that goes, I think you could be looking at like no restrictions um, for that. I don't know if I'll go. Uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a day of it, but if I'm available, I'll go. And I'd like to go. I'd like to be back in Neyland. This is 2020 was the first time since 2000 probably 2000 that I haven't been in Neyland. So uh, yeah, I definitely like very to unfortunate. Back. Right. I mean, I had a great time the other day, just going to Lindsay Nelson. Um, yeah. Cause last year didn't really get to go to, right. to many games and, and then um, didn't get to go to any football games, any basketball games. So it, it was just nice to be at a Tennessee athletic event. Um, yeah. Hopefully this is the kind of the start to, to opening things back up. That'd be great. Yeah. I, and I know by like, I think I read today by like May they're, they're hoping that, some of the social distancing guidelines across the country are lifted. And that's, I mean, that's, I think that puts a ton of hope uh, as far as September goes. Um, we'll see. Uh, but it's, ex- it's exciting. Cause I feel like that means by at least at some point next year, you're looking at a full Neyland stadium. Um, 
Hopefully. Nah, that's hopefully. Uh, I don't know. Um, but, again, exciting stuff. Well, let's talk about the, the struggles of Hypo because, I mean, that could uh, – could if you're looking at a coach, first-year coach that doesn't have – well, let me ask you this. Has Neyland Stadium been an advantage for anyone since – Derek, since Lane Given. So Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, Jeremy Pruitt. Have either of them benefited from having Neyland Stadium? Like, is 2015 versus Oklahoma worse if they if Tennessee isn't in Neyland? Hmm. That's a good question. Because I think you could – if the answer is yes, then that should, could absolutely be a struggle. I mean, Tennessee really only, you know, outside the normal, really only welcomes uh, – pit in this year which i think is a tough opponent uh for where tennessee's at um like i mean a hundred thousand could change i mean could impact that game i think i I think it impacted byu i mean in my opinion there has to be some kind of value to it it it, it can't be Mm -hmm. none it can't be negative value Um, right so i I mean i think i don't know whether we can actually mark that as a struggle or not i may be reaching um if we're going to add to the things of of josh heupel is going to have to overcome but I certainly think it helps you to, to have a full Neyland Stadium. Yeah, and going back to your question about, like, have you seen a benefit from – I think, you know, if we go – like, if COVID happened, you're restricted to however many seats. I kind of forget how many. It wasn't a lot. I, um, I think it was like – But do you come back against Florida in 2016? Yeah, that's a – that's a great point. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the science behind like <laughs> noise and, and, you know, momentum and stuff like that. I know that's a hot topic, but, uh, you know, I, I think there's something, there's gotta be something to it. No, I agree. I think there's definitely value to it. And, um, yeah, I, I think, and you know what? And I will counter, I will counter the home field advantage thing because I think there's one part of home field advantage that people leave out. Um, and that is like the reverse psychology of it. Like when a the away team makes a big play, how they can build on it because when you hear when you hear the air come out of a stadium when there's a big unexpected play, the BYU play for instance, probably the 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 last memorable one that Alante Taylor busted coverage. I mean, you just you could have heard a freaking pin drop in, mm-hmm. in there. Um, the home team can feel it, and it usually affects them. And the away team can feel it, and if they have any sense of uh, killer instinct they can jump on it and so i think there is a reverse effect to it that you know if you've been if you've been in those environments whether you've played or just felt them um you can feel the the re, re, i guess for lack of a better term the reverse home field advantage um, sure sure because like i think there's definitely something to to the players the home players feeling the crowd lose confidence in them lose the oh yeah energy in them um, so yeah, I think, I mean, like it, the signs of cl- the crowd. Yeah, exactly. And obviously the home team would still have more advantages than the away team in that scenario. But I think there's definitely like, you know, that can, whereas like if a big, if a big play happens and there's no one there, um, you know, then it's just like, can the player just make the next play? They don't have to overcome anything that they've any, you know, thoughts in their head at that point. It's just make the next play at that point. Whereas the, the crowd can definitely affect it mentally. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, after a win, you know, it, it's more satisfying to to win in front of 100,000 than, you know, 20. Yeah, no, for sure. Or, or, or however, was it 50? 
I think it was close to 50,000. I honestly don't remember. I think, I guess it had to be a little bit less. I think it was just like a, a third. I guess tool. maybe 40 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. It, when, when it's a packed house, it's a lot more satisfying to win in front of all those fans. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's a, and the, the one thing Josh Ipa will know is cause he mentioned it in his opener opener. Um, he knows what it's like to be on the other side of, of that, uh, of the, the other sideline in Neyland. Um, mm-hmm. so he does know that, that he knows about the home field advantage. Like it's not just something he's heard about. And, um, you know, people talked about, if you've been around college football long enough, every, everyone that's ever watched college football knows about Neyland stadium. Like I was out in Arizona this year and a guy was like, Oh, you're from Knoxville. He's like, I went to Neyland because that's on my bucket list. And I was like, Oh, are you a fan of like a Southeastern conference team? He's like, no, just that's on my bucket list. Like I've always heard about Neyland stadium. I wanted to go. And I think he was at the 2016 Florida game. I was like, good God, you picked a great one. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> yeah. He was at a big game. I can't remember. It was recent. Um, but so I, and I think Tennessee even won it. And I was like, wow, you freaking picked a good game to go to. dude. And yeah. But, so, yeah, I mean, everyone knows about Neyland, but it's like, or has heard about Neyland, but do you know about it? Because being in it is just a different environment. And unfortunately, a lot of Tennessee fans don't even know about it. They've never like heard or been a part of a big game in Neyland. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like that's the – the for the for the longest time, one of the loudest games I've been to, um, like in recent history, was two thousand ten UAB, and it went into overtime, and that's the only time it was loud. It was pitiful. Ugh. Yeah, so like there was like a, a stretch there of, of a couple the Derek Dooley days where that was the loudest game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so going back to what our original point was, like some struggles for Hypel. Yeah. Um, I think one for me is is got to be recruiting. Yeah, I mean you you've seen it firsthand. Ty Simpson, Sam Horn, you know he he's just trying to pick up the pieces of what Jeremy Pruitt, I mean just left in shambles. So we we've talked about it before. Ty Simpson committed because obviously, and I don't think I mean he should not stop recruiting them. Um, like you should make them send you to voicemail. Uh, do you think there's anyone that now that Toss Simpson's committed to Alabama, now your second, like publicly second target, Sam Horn's committed to Missouri? Are there guys, especially in-state guys, with this big 2022 recruiting class that you think Tennessee's just going to miss out? Like you would be shocked if they came here now. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think Tennessee's going to have a hard time getting down Hayden. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think pretty much all, Isaiah Horton, jo- uh, Jordan James, I, I think a lot of those – high-profile guys, it's it's going to be difficult. Because I, I think they want some kind of reassurance, and I don't think you get that. And without being to campus, yeah. seeing the facilities, I don't think it's it's hard to sell Tennessee when you're not able to see it. Right. Um, Tennessee does a great job of selling itself because of the town and, you know, the facilities, the stadium, you know, the, the atmosphere. But if you're not able to visit that, you don't know that. And Tennessee's um, not, like, in the – not winning enough for that yeah. to not matter. Yeah, being being three and seven, yeah, it isn't helping you. Having NCAA violations, you know, over your head it isn't helping. Do you think that's played a part in the? I think Sam Horn. I think Josh Heupel just got in it too late. Like I, I didn't know yeah. he was committing then, um, or I would have probably had said no, not a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd Simpson, like I just think. Do you think the violations played a part? Well, I'm I'm sure like other schools are, are saying like, oh yeah, you won't get to play in any postseason games right. if 
whether they know that or not, they're probably, I, I would tell a kid that. <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned that it's a possibility. Right, um, yeah. Um, you don't have to say it as scripture or anything, but yeah, it, it needs to be mentioned if you're recruiting against it. And, and Josh Heupel, nothing against him, but it, it's it's not a splash hire that like puts people on notice. No, for sure. I think the exciting offense definitely makes it intriguing and, and interesting, but yeah, it's not. You but, but without seeing it at this level, it's it's hard to say like it's going to work. Well, 100%. He did. I mean, Drew Locke did set SEC records. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it has been at this level, but I think he wasn't the head coach. Um, right. He hasn't won it. I mean, can we say he's won anything yet? I, I don't I mean, yeah, he won some conference championships at, or a conference at um, UCF, UCF. But I'm not willing to like just fly. I'm not, he's not just a, he's not just a winner in my book. Like that's, you've still got a lot to prove. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely wasn't Splash. Yeah, so I think he's going to have a hard time recruiting, and it sucks because it's the 2022 class in-state is um, really heavy, so you don't want to miss out on, on a bunch of those guys. But it just – it is what it is. got to pick up the pieces somehow. And, and I think a, a perfect example would have been maybe trying to at least talk to Caden Martin. Because if it's not going to benefit your program, it's going to benefit your athletic department. Yeah, it's going to benefit having a a VFL who, you know, the University of Tennessee kind of did him wrong a little bit. Whatever the situation was, whatever the story is, I'm not, it'll come I'm out. Not, I'm not willing to say they did him wrong. I, I'm not willing to say it. I don't know. I mean, there was a miscommunication of some sort, <laughs> um, and so like, you know, you, you just don't want to see somebody like that, but. You know, he, he's going on a baseball scholarship to Miami, and Miami – or Manny Diaz was just – I listened to his interview, Caden Martin's interview with Trey Wallace today, and he basically said Tennessee football just didn't contact me ever. I'm like, if you contact him, he's at least here for baseball. Just – I mean, what's it hurt to give him a – you don't have to even offer him a scholarship in football. Miami didn't. So, I don't understand why you can't just be like, you know – Local kid, plays quarterback. You know, we don't have one in this class. We've missed out on two already. Why can't right. you just say, hey, come compete and, and and play baseball? So when he says this, Tennessee, you know, Tennessee didn't contact him, I assume he means this staff. Surely. It's surely because, I mean, his dad Martin was, was here. The previous yeah. staff. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it had to be this staff. Okay. Okay. I agree with you. I, I, I agree that they should have at least contacted him, but I mean, he's been here for a month and then all that came out with about his dad, like, I don't know. You pick up the phone and call, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, at, the same you time, at least it's like, yeah, it seems like a lost cause to me. I, I don't know. It's definitely some, there's some gray area there. I'm with, I'm with you should have picked up the phone and called, but I'm also like, I know he's not going to say yes. So, yeah, uh, I mean, my my thing is like if if you, if you didn't want to offer him a scholarship because you know scholarships are probably going to be tight with the NCAA, I get that. Yeah, but but it, the fact that you didn't even like contact him and then my he goes to Miami is not even on a football scholarship. That yeah. just it doesn't sit well with me because he's the number one baseball player in the state of Tennessee. Loves Tony Vitello and would have came here if Tennessee would have just picked up the phone and contacted him. 
would like did, <laughs> did he straight up say that? I don't know. Like that's my thing because would he have come to Tennessee if they contacted him? He said that was a big reason of my decision that they just didn't contact gotcha. me. See, that's another. Like I just, I don't know. Maybe I mean maybe he would have, but it seems like there was a lot of bad blood there. And maybe yeah. it's just maybe it was guys talking. Maybe it's not true. But again, I would have been shocked had Caden Martin come to Tennessee. Like we're, even if Tennessee had offered him a scholarship, I would have been shocked. Like football. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I hope that you know. I hope, I hope I'm right because otherwise that's going to just leave a that's a bad start to to Heupel. Um That included with the. Um, Dylan Brooks stuff, which again, I don't even know if like what's true. Um, I would, I'm going to go with what I know, right? Like what I believe to be true in that they were going to release him and there was just some miscommunication, but I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, he came in with an impossible task. Yeah. Yeah. But there were some things that, the Brooks thing could have been handled probably better regardless. Um, mm. Probably better. I, I don't know. Uh, and then, I mean, yeah, the Cade Martin thing. Yeah, you should have you should have talked to him. But, again, I'm not convinced he would have come here. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They can't. I mean, it can't freaking hurt. No. I, I mean, you literally don't have a single commit in this class. So, I don't know what what can it really hurt to get a local kid. That, because, I mean, he's he's got a killer arm. If any quarterback can come in here and produce in that offense, I just think it would be a no-brainer to me. But what do I know? I don't know. <laughs> All right, what are some other struggles you think uh, Hype will be facing this season, this offseason? I think I think defense. Um, you know, that, that's kind of been a struggle under him anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you get a whole new staff, guys that aren't really familiar with each other. Yeah, you got some good guys, some good recruiters and stuff like that. But with what you got coming back, um, the struggles last year, I think that only kind of gets worse. Mm-hmm. It, it may not. But I, you'd like to think if, you know, you, your best defensive back leaves, you struggled in the secondary already, you'd think that would probably get a little worse. Right. Um, so, I, I don't know. I just don't think you have a lot of pass rushers, um, proven pass rushers anyway. And uh, – you know, I think if you can't get pressure in this league, you're going to get torn apart, and that's that's kind of what happened last year. And with the tempo, I don't know how that really works on a defense, but you know, it. I mean, everybody's. I don't. It's going to hurt your defense if they're on the field more. Um, mm-hmm. But so many teams are, are that tempo now. Um, a lot of de- it's possible. A lot of defenses are doing okay with it. Not that they're doing great. It's definitely become more of an offensive game. Um, but there's teams all across the southeast and country that do it. Yeah, I mean it's it's the Oklahoma. We always talk about Oklahoma and how you know bad they are defense, but you know is it because their offense is just so good that their defense looks so much worse? I think that's part of it. I also think the Big Twelve just could not give a shit about defense, and that is also part of it. Um, I think, and, the, and that kind of scares me a little bit that he is an Oklahoma guy, so. <laughs> Kind of makes me a little nervous. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't care about it at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, but there's a lot of holes on defense. Yeah, yeah. Linebacker, pass rusher. I think DB. 
Um, hopefully you're able to fill some of those holes, you know, hopefully the transfer market, but you know, if you're, if you're not able market. to visit, wow. Would you just drop a EPL term on me? Is it an EPL term? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Landon's a, a soccer guy now, football guy, football, OG football. football. Yeah. OG football guy. Wow. Transfer um, market. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I think you're going to have to hit that pretty hard, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, no, I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly. Um, I think offensively, your talent is good. Um, I think you've got a really, really good talent pool. But defensively, it gets a lot more shallow. Um, I don't know who is going to play linebacker. Um, is there a Rudy on campus that, that they can find? Okay, can we talk about how bad Rudy was at football? <laughs> um, but I mean, there's just not linebackers right now. Not. Did they just like? Was he actually good in real life, but not in the movie? I, I mean, I think the, I don't know as far as like talent wise how like true to real life it was. Yeah. But I think, how, how athletic was the real Rudy? I think playing time wise. So let's let's look at this. A guy doesn't even get to play in that era. He's not good, right? <laughs> It's a good point. I mean, there were guys that like were out running milk deliveries in the morning playing in the NFL. That's probably, I don't know if that's, I don't really know how old that movie, like how old, I don't know when it was based. Um, but that's probably pretty close. Like these, it's like when uh, Notre Dame was almost brown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, he had to be pretty unathletic. Um, and I mean, I think he was, uh, you know, like five, two, I think he was actually originally the Notre Dame mascot and decided to walk onto the football team. And if you don't know who Notre Dame's mascot is, it is uh, a leprechaun. So, mm, okay. Yeah. Short joke. I can make those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I, know. I don't know how athletic he was. I couldn't have been, but I don't know what Tennessee's going to do legitimately as a linebacker position. Like, I mean, they're going to have to go get a plethora of transfers, but I guess they can't because they've signed 23. How many guys they signed? Gee, I don't even know anymore. (laughs) I mean, the numbers are so messed up with everybody leaving and I don't think they get even close to 85 scholarship players. Uh, I mean, that's good because they're probably going to get, I mean, at least what, like five taken away. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So we're going to be right on par. There we go. There's a golf term. Yeah, just drop us all in today. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, the uh, yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be interesting for sure. Uh, I guess let's jump to basketball. I'm trying. Uh, to I also want to mention Big Cat Bryant is oh, headed man. to UCF. What? That's so stupid. Also, we thought we paid Big Cat Bryant pretty much two million dollars uh, by way of Kevin Steele. Turns out Kevin Steele couldn't even get that done. Yeah, and we're still paying him. Dude, freaking Florida and Missouri hit the over. Did you pick the under? Yes, I know. I know what you're thinking. But. You're just feeling, you just had a feeling? I had a feeling, and the feeling was wrong, my friend. Well, if it makes you feel any better, they. uh, They had like 62 points at halftime. Yeah, and uh, Drew Smith with uh, .7 seconds left hit a reverse layup on Florida to beat them. Good. So and if that, that makes you feel covered, any better that, that, that cover about it. Or that hit the over, right? Yeah. God damn. Well, it, it was was it at 140? Did you get it at 140? I got it at 140. 
I got it at 140 and a half. Yeah, so they're tied 70 to 70. So I mean, oh, somebody was going to overtime. That's right. That makes sense now. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. bad at math. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Never mind. Doesn't even matter. Um, but anything else you want to mention about Big Cat Bryant other than. I mean, he's been committed and gone away and whatever. Yeah, he wasn't coming to Tennessee. No. I'm just surprised. Like, he could he was, still, but. He was pretty productive in the SEC to go to UCF, but. I guess he just wanted to follow Miles on, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Orange and White game is set for April 24th. Um, spring practice will start March 23rd. I think the pro day will be March 25th, and it'll include uh, three Tennessee players that got invited to the NFL Combine, Trey Smith, Bryce Thompson, and Josh Palmer. So – how are they doing the combine this year? Because I know it's not in person. It's virtual. That's weird. Yeah. So I, uh, they play 16 NFL regular season games plus the playoffs, but they don't think they can do the combine? Yeah, I feel like that'd be way easier to spread out. Yeah, I think so too, but whatever. Yeah. And don't they – I mean, I mean they, you, you can basically do the – you're basically doing the combine at the pro day – yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're you're able to have all these little pro days, but you can't have one combine. Yeah, that doesn't make a ton of sense. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Whatever. I, I want to get back to normal. <laughs> yeah, I do too. All right. I do too. Florida preview. They get lost tonight, so that's they good. Did, they did lose to Missouri tonight. Um, I don't know if that would necessarily – dude, Tennessee, I just – I can't figure them out. Is Sunday the day? It's like, is that going to be the day that they – how many games have they lost on Sunday this year? I haven't played a lot. Have they played any on Sunday? I don't know. I was kind of trying to think that. I think they were supposed to play Wisconsin on a Sunday. But that obviously didn't happen. Maybe they were going to play on Saturday. I don't know. You know, sometimes they have those early – those games in the uh, regular early part of the season on Sundays – I don't think they did play any, though. I don't recall any. No, they didn't. So, no no Sunday games. This one's a makeup, okay. obviously, from that uh, that canceled Florida game. Uh, lost by 20, what, to Florida last time? Uh, oh, man, it was a lot. They lost by uh, 26. Yeah, 26. Without, like, three of their best players? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I don't know. I just don't know with this Tennessee team. They're settling for shots. They um, uh, no confidence, no leadership, no post presence. Uh, not only am I not confident about the the Florida game, I'm not confident about the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, you can't really have a good expectation going into March. And nothing like, I mean, the only thing that kind of like points to hope, the only thing is talent and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just, we're just hoping on that moment that everything just clicks. Right. Um, Hoping on that moment that John Fulkerson finds the Michael Jordan shoes on a power line or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, Josiah Jordan James is still, you know, coming back from injury right now. Um, you know, John Fulkerson is battling through some things as well. And, 
yeah, I mean, she, like you said, you just got to hope it clicks. You got to start hoping, you know, that some deep shots are falling for Tennessee. Um, they have to stop settling. They have to stop settling. Uh, need Kennedy, you know, or uh, need Keon Johnson, uh, Jane Springer to, to be aggressive. They're just going to, but I mean, the thing is, is it takes more than them. You see when they're the guys, they, they score uh, over, you know, 40 points by themselves, over half of Tennessee's points last Saturday against Auburn. And that's just not enough. Um, it's going to take guys like Eves Ponds, like John Fulkerson, uh, Viscovi, Victor Bailey Jr., Josiah Jordan-James to, to help. It, it can't be two freshman guards that they're not going to they, they're not going to win it for you. That's just not going to be the case. Yep. You know, hopefully senior day just brings the most out of John Fulkerson and Eves Ponds and they just go off. Yeah. Because um, like you said, I mean, they're – yeah, you have two really talented freshmen, but – you know, we've seen this season that they can't carry you to, to multiple victories. You know, right. they, they can win one here or there, but, you know, you're not going to – you're going to be probably maybe one win in the NCAA tournament and be done, if that. Yeah, I mean, depending on how Sunday goes and then how early you exit the SEC tournament, mm-hmm. you could be looking at a very, very tough challenge in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So Yep. You could be. Uh, yeah, it's gonna really suck that the the one of the most talented, just like raw talented teams. I mean, Eves Ponds is one of the. He's got to be the freakiest athlete in Tennessee basketball history. I um, would think Tennessee athletic history. Probably, yeah, probably so. Um, there might be some other guys you, you might. I mean, some there's been some freakishly athletic football players. That maybe with like a side, I mean, what makes them maybe the freaky part I'm talking about is probably like the psychopathic part of them. Um, but yeah, yeah there's been some crazy guys on that uh, Tennessee football team. But yeah, yeah, for, no, I agree. Yeah, one of the one of the best athletes, pure like from an athletic standpoint, in Eve Ponds. Um, and then obviously two of the most highly rated freshmen Tennessee's ever had. Um, you have Josiah Jordan James, who's a five star as a sophomore. Um, yeah, it's just going to be it's gonna be really unfortunate if they, if they don't. And again, like you said, how can you expect any more at this point? It's going to be really disappointing if they don't figure it out in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to be a negaball, but, yeah. I mean, from, from everything we've seen this season, I just don't see them clicking. Um, you know, Eve Spawn said in the press conference today – I think I have the quote, and it's hold on. And I say, you know, you mentioned like the negaball thing. Like, yeah, it's I just it just hasn't been Tennessee season. Mm-hmm. Um, just hasn't been it. Uh, don't think that means to fire Rick Barnes personally. No, no, absolutely. So, not. Uh, so East Bond said, uh, "I'm not really expressive guy. Things are definitely bothering me, but I'm just not the type to say too much. That's not how I am. I say a few things to a few people." But really, I just keep working. My dude. That's a good like that's that's a good mentality to have. But when you're the leader of a team and you are the leader of the team, mm-hmm. just by nature of the position you're in. Yeah, it, it, it was. It's a good mentality to have when you have those leaders on your team, like Admiral and Grant. Yeah. Um, but when you don't have alphas, like you got to step up and be the alpha. Right. Right. Hey, before, we'll keep talking basketball. I missed uh, I missed some questions on YouTube, so we'll uh, get those real quick. Uh, okay. Eric Gilbert, decommitted. Where is he going? Uh, we talked about that a little bit on um, 
uh, Sunday, and uh, no, no clue where he's going. Um, probably we're at the day where he could go maybe the JUCO route. Yeah, I think there's some more issues than just like where he wants to play football, uh, maybe where he can play football. So like you mentioned the JUCO route, looks like a real possibility. Um, any word on Henry T and Quarius Crouch? Quarius Crouch is back, correct? Like he's on the team, right? Yeah, he's still in the transfer portal, so he's going to go through spring practice and probably evaluate what he wants to do after that. Um, so hopefully this is just a – he he gave Hypo a try. Um, I don't know if it was because of his lack of um, kind of offers. I don't know. But um, the fact that he gave Hypo a, a shot, I, <laughs> I just got to applaud because everybody else didn't. Everybody yeah. else was just like, no, nah, I'm out. Um Henry Toto, no, nah, I'm out. And he looks like he's going to Alabama. So Right. Right. Uh, and then he also Kevin also mentioned the Falcons had a field goal kicker who bartended in the offseason. That sounds like a recent thing. Um I don't know if I don't know who that is. Uh can't decide if that's a nineteen sixties thing or if that's like today. Um, like this year? <laughs> I don't know. I, that's a good question. because uh, he was the be- he was like one of the best kickers in I don't even know the league. I, I know. I don't think it was this year. Um, I, I just made that joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just okay. Um, I, cause I made the joke about how NFL players used to have other jobs earlier. Mm. Um, Trevor Daniel was, uh, driving a FedEx truck when he got the call this year about being the Titans punter. So yes, there you go. Young Ho Koo is, was the uh, Falcons kicker Koo. this year. Gotcha. I think he was at San Diego. He was at San Diego recently. I can't remember where all he's at. Yeah, he was with L.A. in 2017. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. He's been he's been bounced around, and he's the you said he was the best kicker in the league this year. He was one of the best in fantasy. I know that because I tried to pick his, him up, and yeah, somebody else got him. Gotcha. That makes sense. So yeah, been in the league long. Okay, two years, three years. Uh, that was his fourth year. Well, no, three years. He was in the AAF. Yeah, he, yeah. he didn't, didn't spend the whole time. Uh, Kevin said that field goal kicker for the Falcons was in 1980. So fairly like recent. I would think, I would think there were not. I'm not up to date on like personal NFL history, but I would think most in the 1980s were uh, playing football full time. That makes me think of uh, the replacements. Yes, when uh, the dude's like smoking a cig while he's kicking a field goal. <laughs> but I love that movie. Big Shane Falco fan. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I guess we'll uh, officially put in our postseason expectations. I know we talked about it. Where do you, where do you see this team? Round in, of 32 in, and out. Round of 32 and out. So, you think they, they win their first game in Indiana, and then they're done? Yeah, probably. Okay. I, I, I think that's a realistic expectation. I think it's probable. Uh, where do you do you have like a specific round for the SEC tournament? Do they win one game, lose the next? Do you think they maybe um, try and make a run? Like, what do you do you think? I mean, I, was, I mean, I guess we. Won't I'll say really... they win. I'll say they win one game based off like them just being able to be there yeah. before. And I guess by they have, Sunday, they have some experience. Yeah, for sure. And I guess by Sunday we can know and like do a real prediction. We'll we'll know the seating. So. Yeah, hopefully this week was good to just kind of get back to – I hate to say get back to the basics, but, I mean, just get back to getting some rest and um, kind of taking it easy a little bit. All, obviously, you're going to practice and, and practice hard, but um, 
maybe resting a little bit and not right. um, having some fresh legs, I think goes a long way in basketball. So hopefully you're able to see some of that tomorrow. Hopefully we're not too rusty um, when we're shooting the basketball. I don't know how you can get really any rustier than we currently are from, from three in the mid range, but um, hopefully you're not able to see too much rust on Sunday against I would love to beat Florida. You don't want to get swept by that Florida team. They're no. not good. <laughs> you never want to get swept by Florida and then specifically this Florida team. So Right. Yep. Oh. All right. Let's move on to baseballs. They're done. They yeah. won. Got the win. Five to three over um Austin P. So uh Dayton, like you mentioned earlier, canceled. So they uh I think they called Austin P is like, hey, you want to come down? They're like, no, but you can come here. So they uh, it, hopped it, on the buses, went to Clarksville, and uh, down three to nothing. And I think in the fifth inning, uh, they got things going. Jake Rucker had a uh, big two RBI single to uh, to take the lead. I think they loaded the bases three times in that inning, uh, scored five runs. Started off with a uh, kind of a pop fly, uh, Jackson Greer hit one in the outfield and it got lost in the lights. Oh, love actually, that. yeah, I actually dropped down for a, for a double and that, that kind of kickstarted the, the inning for them, got five runs and that's the way it en- ended. Elijah Pleasance came in. I think he had his career high in, in strikeouts tonight. Um, I think he was the, he was the fourth pitcher to come in. It was um, Camden Sewell, Fitzgibbons came in, Connor Housley, and then Elijah Pleasance took over, I think, in like the fourth inning, fourth or fifth inning. And uh, I think he finished it out from there. So, good win. Um, Want to score more runs, but uh, on a short notice, go on the road, you get a win, come back this weekend against Georgia State starting on Friday night. Anyone, anytime, anywhere. Yeah, it was good to get the win. Uh, made me nervous there for a second, leaving guys stranded. Looked like – Maybe a repeat of this weekend um, early on in the game. Uh, got a little, you know, palms sweating a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, good to get the good to get a couple runs in, get things going, and um, then just kind of hanging on. Uh, yeah, and Tennessee's just got to do a better job of hitting the ball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're some of the veteran guys on this team just isn't hit, just aren't hitting the ball very well. Uh, they're going to need some of that come SEC play. Mm-hmm. Uh, pitching's not been exactly where you wanted it. You've had a few guys here and there that's that's done well, but uh, it, it just seems like teams are, are squaring up the baseball a lot more than we are. Um, and with the experience we have, you definitely don't want to see that. Um, but hopefully we get that fixed because the SEC is going to be rough if you don't. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, hey, guys, make sure you buy your shirts. Got till, They got till Friday, right? Yep, Friday's the last day, so uh, – Get your rifleman at bat. Do it. Do it now. You got two colors. Both look great. Um, I'm obviously a big uh, white t-shirt guy, white tee guy, but um, yeah. White shirt, white hat, white pants. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kevin <laughs> mentioned on YouTube, can we beat Georgia State by more than 18 runs as payback for beating us in football? Um, I would. I really, 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 really hope Tennessee doesn't lose to Georgia State. I'm just not going to be able to take some of the, the tweets that get popped off after that one. I mean, I know the <laughs> likelihood of them losing one in a three-game series, um, but I, I just really don't want it to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't done much research on Georgia State. I think they played um, somebody 
pretty tough. Maybe they beat they be, they started off with the SEC team. Um, I don't remember exactly who they played, but they stole a game from them. So I think this is going to be a competitive series. It's not just like a lay down game, which you obviously wanted. Um, but then again, you know you're you're trying to prepare prepare yourself for uh, for a long postseason, and uh, definitely want to be competitive in some of those games and and. But Tennessee's just got to start hitting the ball. Right. They're too good to not be able to hit the ball. They should square baseballs. They should be hitting more home runs. Um, they have the power to do so, but they just haven't to this point. Bats just go cold. Um, you know, the fifth inning, they're rolling, getting timely hits and things like that. But then it was just, you know, the next inning, you uh, go down in order. The next inning, you go down in order. You know, you, you need to get some timely hits, uh, break up a pitcher's rhythm. Every now and then, Tennessee's just not been able to do that to this point. Um, but hopefully, besides Arkansas Pine Bluff, we, they were terrible. <laughs> um, definitely want to get that going. I'm trying to look up Georgia State's baseball Same schedule because I want to see who they actually – Who they've faced off against. Uh, I can try and pull it up too. Uh, dude, speaking of uh, like pulling up scores here, ESPN from last year has drastically improved their college baseball uh, – well, they beat Georgia Tech ten to one tonight. Put it okay. on, yeah. But their their college baseball uh, part of their their app has drastically improved. It's much better. So uh, Georgia State split with uh, West Virginia two to two. Um, they actually won on Saturday, February twentieth, twenty to four on number fourteen West Virginia. Um, lost at number seven Georgia two to or six to two. Beat Vandy in the first game, but lost the the next three to them. Um, lost one of them on Saturday, five to four. Um, just kind of got beat from there, and then they lost to Georgia Tech ten to one today. Um, so they've played nothing but ranked opponents and <laughs> up they, to this point. Yeah, and they played them good. So right. Uh, yeah, that's fun. Um, they obviously, they have, uh, some offensive firepower. Yeah. Yeah. They can score some runs. So, uh, Tennessee's going to have their work cut out for them for sure. Let's see if their bullpen can bring it. Oh, please. Do we get some some good, healthy, uh, jawing again in this series? That's the great question. I think. Yeah. Energy guys. We we need some of that Mike Eckler energy up in here. Bring out the McDonald's backs this weekend, boys. Bring them, bust (laughs) them out. For sure. Um, what else we got? That that's Good. all I've got for uh, for baseball. Um, any questions? I don't have any questions, um, but we'll have the full coverage for this weekend. So uh, check that out, and uh, don't forget your shirts. Shirts, get them. When uh, when when can they expect those? I mean, you're gonna get them. But at least during yeah, season. I think the turnaround time game. is a week. Okay. So hopefully in the next week and a half, I should have those. Gotcha. Okay. There you go. You'll get them soon. It's a good turnaround time, guys. Hustle up. Can't beat it. For sure. Uh, did you say we had any questions? Sorry. No, we don't. No questions? I didn't get any more, I don't think, on YouTube. Sorry, I've, I've jumped off there. My computer was going a little crazy. Apologies. Um, okay. We didn't mention – I mean, I know you kind of went over the combine. I don't know if you mentioned who is um, invited. Uh, so there were three Vols officially invited to the combine. That's uh, Josh Palmer, Trey Smith, 
and Bryce Thompson. They will be doing obviously the combine virtually, um, but yeah, they were they were invited. So yeah, I think that that's that's big for them. I think right. those are three guys that could make an NFL roster. Um, didn't have the the best. Of, I mean, Josh Palmer in particular didn't have a just a great career, but neither did Marquez Callaway. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with the quarterback play. Right. Um, so I, apparently he did really well at the senior bowl. Um, and he's, he's, you know, obviously not a guy you got to worry about being a, a locker room issue or anything like that. Bryce Thompson, you know, he's, he's a kind of a mouthy corner, but he has great ball skills, a good athlete. Um, I wonder I'm interested to see how, how fast he is in the yeah. 40. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that could that could be kind of telling if he's going to get drafted or not. Yeah, it hurt John Jennings. Um, I think most Tennessee fans knew he'd be, you know, that 40 time would be pretty slow. Um, <laughs> that's one of those where you're like, I get if that guy doesn't run it. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested about the Josh Palmer one too. Okay. Stupidity? Stupidity. I've got one. I've got a few. Okay. Um, and I've got one for myself too. So, you know, I, it's called, we talked about it, owning it. O- owning. You need a guy to hold yourself accountable. I'm holding myself accountable. Uh, but my first one, you know, I think this is a double stupidity. Um, the first for Amazon. Uh, did you see the new Amazon app? Let's see if I can show it to you. So, do you see that? Yeah. Okay. I like that. So, um, you do like that? No, I don't. So the first one, do you see the symbol, like the resemblance to Hitler uh, on this one? Do you see it? Yeah. I see it too. Um, so I, Amazon saw it, people saw it, and then they switched to the one on the um, uh, left. So they, they first had the Hitler-looking one and then went to the one on the left. And and here's why stupidity on Amazon. Um, how did no one in your massive social media graphic design department catch that because it definitely does look like hitler <laughs> i have no doubt in my mind um, yeah how did like <laughs> you know that was a in a meeting with like a lot of people like, and not look, one <laughs> they're like oh, that looks familiar i really like that <laughs> yeah somebody what, needs to step up in that meeting don't don't <laughs> don't just be on your phone tinkering don't just be silent because you don't want to be heard or anything like that you know you got to step up and be a leader and just right. be like Dude, you can't put that out there. <laughs> I work for this company. I don't want that. So I mean, my, if you got to be selfish about it, you got to be selfish. Be like, I don't, I don't want to be any part right. in having a Hitler app. <laughs> so that's my first stupidity. How do you not catch that? My second one is it, cancel culture. No one, like, I get it. Yeah, I can't. I'm not a fan of cancel culture, but like the people, the people who want to cancel cancel culture are just as annoying as the cancel cancel culture people. Like the people, like there were, you know, a bunch of replies to that tweet that were like, "They find something wrong with everybody." Like that doesn't look like Hitler to me. It looks like a piece of tape in a box. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, guys, that I see how you could think that looks like Hitler. Like I get it. I'm not saying they should like if they don't want to change it, don't change it. I, I, they're clearly not. Clearly, they're not trying to make it look like Hitler. But if, like you said, if I'm the guy at Amazon, I'm definitely going to stand up and be like, guys, we can't roll that out. That looks terrible. Yeah. It looks like Hitler. I know you're not, I, don't, I know you don't want it to be Hitler. That's what it looks like. 
So, like, yeah, the cancel culture people are just as... The cancel cancel culture people are incredibly stupid, too. They changed it not because they intentionally made it look like Hitler, because it did look like Hitler. Like, that's why they changed it. It's that simple. (laughs) If you want to hate on, like, the the people who cancel Mr. Potato Head, I'm all for that one. Do it. But, like, that one's pretty straight, you know, straightforward what's going on. Right. We're all stupid. So stupid nowadays. Love it. The, the fluoride they're putting in the water, it's turning the frogs gay and it's making us stupid. <laughs> my uh, my next one is Tennessee underscore athletics on Instagram. A little theft. They just love taking our tweets. Um, I mean, whatever. I guess we do hey, a pretty good job. You got you to gotta use the it. copy and paste filter or uh, function on your phone or it might start working, stop working one day. But I will say this. If you're going to tag players, the same players we tag, make sure it's the correct player. Oh, no. What happened? So they tagged Trey Lipscomb, and we tagged Luke Lipsius. Mm. Trey Lipscomb did not even play. So come on, man. If you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah, that's bad. Mm. I mean, th- this is the third tweet that they've just, like, stolen, like, word for word. I was like, I messaged them. I was like, you didn't even change it, like, <laughs> at all. They have a lot of followers, too. That makes me jealous. Yeah, and, and then they said they've never heard of us. I'm like, mm. dude, it's word for word. Right. Uh. And then you tagged the wrong player. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I guess it's flattering that they think it's good enough that yeah, they, they, yeah, they too, like but, the wording of it. Yeah, exactly. But come on, man. Oh Lord. Um, my next one, like I said, gotta, gotta go after the self every once in a while here. Um, did you see the Ryan Callahan put it out under new coach Josh Heupel? The Vols again have joined the race for an elite class of 2023 QB with family ties to Tennessee. I quote tweeted it and was like, who is he related to? I thought the sarcasm would come across good. It didn't. I got several people tweeting back at me. Tell me who it is. <laughs> That's on me. I you ever heard of Peyton, you idiot? <laughs> That's on me. Uh, so, yeah. That's on me. I should have been better. It's on me. <laughs> I got your sarcasm. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I just it, the kid's been talked about since he was in eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, or when he was born, he was like, "Oh man, probably. this dude is gonna be good." Yeah, probably. He had, he had a three star when he was four years old. Don't. He's never been a three star in his life. <laughs> he was a five star in waiting. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was pending. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, do you have any more? Uh, I do. So Ker- Kirby Smart in his uh, press conference said, uh, every player on our team is a potential cornerback right now. Wow. Interesting. You hear that, JT I mean, Daniels? Get out while you can. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? I guess every you know, player on our team. Kirby just loves that position so much. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I guess. For sure. Uh, my next one, my last one is uh, Kentucky, Kentucky, just Kentucky. Uh, their Senate passes a bill unanimously. Everyone agreed to give high school seniors one more year to play. Why this year too? Like they haven't missed their seasons. 
I don't, I mean, is Kentucky, I assume Kentucky's still playing. Yeah. I, my thing is like, who's, who's doing that? Who's doing that? That's the best question. Now I will say this. If a kid like has a legit shot of like going somewhere, I'd be like, dude, stay. You're going to, you're going to grow at a much faster rate between your 18 and 19 year than any kid's going to grow in terms of like your, your development, than any kid's going to grow 14 to to 18. Mm -hmm. So like, if you have a legit shot of going somewhere, but the thing is, if you have a legit shot of going somewhere, you're going somewhere. So it's like, (laughs) at the same time, it's like, who are you going to tell that to? Like, there's no kid. There's no one. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly stupid. It is incredibly stupid. Um, I don't, the only kids that are going to do it are kids that have no business playing high school sports, period, let alone at the age of 18 or 19. Yeah, it's going to be like people that don't like – it's going to be people who like don't have offers and they're never going to have offers, but they think that they have a shot and a coach hasn't just sat them down and been like, dude, you're not that good. It's going to be the guys who are like the first ones to fight too. And now they're mm-hmm. the biggest and oldest ones on the field. Um, it's going to be yeah, like, the, it, it's going to be the ones that have like three kids already. Like I'm going to break your effing leg guy. Like that's going to be the guys that do it. Mm-hmm. Um, girls. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see a girl doing it. Um, I mean, maybe that, I don't know. I don't, I don't know of a lot of girls that are like, I, mean, I really miss playing high school sports. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, there are guys that would do it. I know that, but What's the point? I don't know. It's incredibly stupid. Incredibly stupid. Um, and if if people know you, like you're playing a rival, and <laughs> like that's that's used against you, right? Like oh, for they sure. have a fifth year senior. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And I think it should be noted that the rule is still in place that you can't turn 19 before like August 1st or whatever the date cutoff date is. There's not a lot of like that wouldn't affect most seniors though. Most seniors aren't going to turn 19 before that date anyways. So like, it's still open to pretty much everybody. So are they supposed to go to school still, or are they That's just playing great? Like question. this man's got a full-time job and <laughs> yeah. coming in here and practicing everything. <laughs> Not a full-time job though. I think that's important to note. They probably are working like nights at a retail store um, or whatever. Yeah. Working at Lowe's or something. Yeah. Or going to school. Like, I mean, can they go to community college and do it? Like, what is that like? I don't know. Like you said, that's a great logistical point. Um, So is this basically like a prep school thing? (laughs) Dude, I don't. And like, how many schools now, how many football coaches do you think are going to try and take advantage of it? Mm. Oh, yeah. They want to stay title. I mean, you go get the big nasties, baby. Go get that 18-year-old. How many are allowed to – can they go to a different school for their fifth year? Oh, a little transfer action. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll change of address. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like that is just opening the door for just yeah. the most, it, I don't, I don't even right. like the, the worst sense. type of people <laughs> in, in high school sports are going to love this rule. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I can't wait to see the insaneness that comes from <laughs> That comes from it. We're going to hear a great – there's going to be at least, at minimum, three just headline grabbers articles about this. I can't Oh, wait. yeah, 100%. I can't wait.
Cash Daniel. That's a great candidate to get one extra year. I don't even know what state he's from. Um, is he from Kentucky? Um, Didn't he grow up a Tennessee fan? Yeah, I think we so. Talk, he is from Kentucky. They don't talk about that enough. Yeah, he wanted to come to Tennessee, but Tennessee didn't want him to come here. In hindsight, that's probably a regret, right? Like, Yeah, I, I would have liked to have Cash Daniels. He's an asshole, but he could have been our asshole. Mm-hmm. And those are the... Only I mean, ass- I, the only assholes you want, or the only assholes you want, are your assholes. Right. I mean, I'd rather have him than Colton Jumper. No offense to Colton Jumper, but hey, Colton Jumper's an NFL football player. You keep his name out your mouth. <laughs> you got anything else? Uh, that's all I got. That's it. That's it for me, guys. Appreciate you. Let's go always. win some money. Let's go win some money. I didn't get enough. I'm gonna have to get some late nights, late night bets going. Um, okay. Because you know, make up for lost, lost. Lost money. Um, Sunday, Tennessee versus Florida. This weekend, Tennessee baseball takes on Georgia State in a series. Follow along on Twitter, Facebook, uh, all that jazz. We'll be back Sunday night. Uh, Tom, TBD. Uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know about that. Uh, 6.30 or 8. One of those times. Just not sure which one yet. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll talk to you about it later. That's all we got, guys. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.